Hey there, and welcome to the Two Mom Life Podcast, a show for moms like us balancing it all and ready to live an inspired and full life. I'm your host, Jody Freed, mom of four, Jewish community professional, and mother's empowerment coach. Motherhood is a journey, and on this podcast, inspired by Jewish thought, you will learn from other moms, receive practical advice, and loads of inspiration. Motherhood is messy and certainly not perfect. Here is to mom life, to finding your way, to finding perfect moments. Here is to you. everyone. Thank you for joining me on this next episode of Two Mom Life. I'm so grateful to be here with you today. In today's episode, I am speaking with Stephanie Pollack, an incredible woman, a, a huge inspiration, and someone who has dedicated herself to educating people and helping people work through this really, really hard topic of addiction. In the episode, Stephanie will touch on her story about her relationship with her late husband who passed away due to addiction. And she frames this in a really, just in a light that's that's very much working to help people, help people who have addictions, to help family members and friends of people who have addictions, to help them all work through it and get to a better place. So Stephanie has been through this journey and this is a really, really important conversation. Thank you for joining me for it. And please share this with anybody who needs to hear Stephanie's message. And I know that Stephanie is there for anybody who needs her. So at the end of the interview, she shares her contact information, how you can get in touch with her. And also, you can always, always reach out to me, Jody at loveadventuremom.com. All right. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome to the Jewish Mama Mashup. I'm really, really excited to be here today with Stephanie Pollack, who is here to uh, talk to us about some difficult stuff. And we're really lucky that Stephanie is joining us because the topics that we're going to touch on actually do affect a lot of people, even in the Jewish community, and sometimes feel like they're taboo. So I had the privilege of hearing Stephanie speak here in Oregon, and I was like, Stephanie, you've got to come and be a part of this. So without further ado, Stephanie, can you introduce yourself quickly? Sure, with my froggy voice, for sure. <laughs> Hi, everyone. I am Stephanie Pollack, like Jody said. I live in Hollywood, Florida, and it was an absolute privilege and just what an opportunity to meet the wonderful community in Portland, Oregon, not Oregon, yeah, apparently. Right. <laughs> I got evilized there. They're like touching. <laughs> introduce myself. I am a single mom here in Florida, and... It is due to the result of my husband passing from a drug overdose a little over about five and a half years ago. And I'm here. I've, I already started making my way to the other side of it prior to his passing, you know, and working through it and working on myself. And 
I, I speak up about it and I've just been able to change my life through the whole experience. And my goal is really to just help others find themselves throughout their journey in life and the struggles that they experience as well. That's incredible. And when you say you speak out about it, I feel like you kind of downplayed that right now, but you really <laughs> speak out about it because there's no one else really speaking out about it, especially in the Jewish world, right? Right. I, I mean, I definitely, I, I've definitely, I, 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 sh I share, I share stories because it's when we share and we're open and we're vulnerable, that's when people really can see themselves in their own lives and that's what's happened like through the mic drop um the the response that I got through the mic drop that I did was which was like the first time I really got up there and shared and shared to the point where like my own family didn't even know what was going on and like I say whatever I shared on that YouTube video is just surface level of whatever I experienced but every time I share I find that I bring up another memory and I bring up another story that I knew was there, mm. but it was just another thing that another person in the crowd needed to hear that specific thing. And that's what really is, is bringing more awareness to everything. And if no one talks about what they're going through, not that everyone needs to air their dirty laundry, not that for me, this was dirty laundry. This was my life. This is my experiences. And for me, I believe God put me in these scenarios because I have the koach, I have the ability to do something with it. Mm. I have a voice, I know I have a voice, everyone has a voice, but some people can use it on a broader scale and some people can just work on it internally and then you know, within their, the four corners of their home and then go from there and find the support that they need in these scenarios. Right. Wow, and so you go to different communities and you talk about it and, and really connect with people. With God's help. Whatever they need, you know? yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, now, so tell us a little bit about your story. At what point did you realize that there was a problem and that your husband was addicted and using drugs? Um, okay, at what point? Um, <laughs> the point where he actually told me. <laughs> wow. to, be, to be honest, ironically, I was seven and a half months pregnant and he basically sat me down and he said that he has a problem and I did not understand the extent of it at all. And he didn't get into details. And he basically said that he's checking himself into a hospital for 10 days, which was for detox. And you know, when he comes out, he'll be cured. And like, I'm like, all right, you do what you got to do. And I didn't understand anything he was saying. I didn't understand the extent of it. It started from um, a surgery that he had and that's what got him hooked on painkillers. There were warning signs prior, but again, I thought this is just who he was and I can change him and I can fix him because that's the enabling part of me and the codependent part of me. But when he started, when he, when he told me that he needed to go for help, that was when I found out. But yeah. I still didn't see that there was a problem there. The, that's the, so, the, so the problem really only kicked in after he came out from detox. And he actually straight out told me, if you notice that I am doing certain behaviors and acting in a certain way or, um, you know, slurring my words, dozing off, scratching my body, this is just where his symptoms of the results of the drugs, you know, then you'll know I'm using and call me out on it. So like, I don't know if he wanted me to call him out on it all the time, but I became neurotic about it. And it was when I was nine months pregnant that I really saw, and then it just spiraled from there. Wow. And 
and you weren't familiar with this at all from no. what I understood before. And so what did, what did you do? Did you get help? Where did you go? How did you, how did you handle that news? So where did I go? Where did I go? I, I kept doing things for him. And ironically, like I, the footsteps, the, 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 the stones were pretty like were setting up, were being set up for me. I kept, you know, going to, because he lied to me about going to a meeting, I didn't trust him anymore. So I needed to babysit him. So I started going to NA meetings with him where I started learning. NA being Narcotics Anonymous. Narcotics Anonymous, because he lied and said he was going to a meeting. And that's when he actually relapsed, well, you know, when we ran away for our baby moon. Right. So starting Monday, I started babysitting him, but I started seeing from the other perspective first. So I actually opened up my mind, my eyes to the compassion, like towards, like having compassion towards the addicts and what they experience and what they're going through in their struggle. I didn't even see about myself yet. And then, you know, fast forward, you know, David was, my son David was six weeks old and I just broke down and I hit my rock bottom and we were going to the first ever Jewish recovery retreat in Boca. Okay. And, and, and we heard about it. It was under the radar. Like no one knew that this even existed. And I don't even know how we ended up there, but we were going and I said, I'll go. If I don't have the problem, Mutsi has the problem. I'm going to go just to support him and be there for Shabbos. But really I ended up then meeting a group of women and other people who were part of Al-Anon, which is for a 12 step program for the loved ones of addicts. And they told me about it and I was hesitant because I didn't have the problem. You know, I kept, I had that mindset right. until it took, it took a little bit of time. It took, a, it took a couple of weeks, actually. That was in February. And it took me until Pesach to really commit and dive and start diving into, um, diving into Al-Anon. And that was only because he had escalated from just using painkillers and that's when he started with heroin and needles and it happened so quickly and it happened out of desperation because that's what the disease does it just it just goes wow and did you was there anyone pushing you to go to these meetings no no no, no. it was all on you like you nobody was advising you like this would be I, a good thing when i first walked into the rooms and i and the suggestion in the rooms is like try six meetings until you decide whether this program is for you or not you know i had bad experiences because sometimes there's negativity and you know and like i, I this is what i suggest to anyone who talks to me about it don't let your first meeting be your like your only your only you know, judgment, even if it was amazing, you know, and you heard everything in the room that you needed to hear, keep going back that and that's what I did. I had some bad experiences where there was just a lot of negativity because misery loves company. And sometimes mm -hmm. you don't hear the hope in the room and you don't hear the strength in the room and the recovery in the room. Um, I pushed myself to go. No one ever told me what to do. No okay. one. I wasn't like this wasn't like, okay, Mati, I'm going to a meeting. I, he had no reason to know I was going to a meeting. Hmm. He wasn't even working his own program. This was all for me. I realized that this was the only, this was my medicine. This was my sanity, hmm. the support that I got um, in the rooms. How is it being like a Jewish woman going to these meetings? Not the only one. You're not the only one. Wow. Only you see, one. it's such a pervasive disease. It really is. And it's nothing to be ashamed of. It's just. No, there's, there's a lot of shame that's attached to it, but honestly, and I just spoke about this at the Young Israel here last Shabbos, that I was living in this community for over five years and there was nobody who knew us here. 
because we were so isolated from it. Even when there was recovery, we were still so isolated. And, and I said that because of the shame of the lack of understanding and the respect of, of what is actually going on in this, in our world. And again, like you said, it's not just in the Jewish world, it's in every single community, in every race, in every religion. And, you know, you walk into, and most of them are in church rooms because they offer the space, you know, for a very low rent. And it's, it's, it's unbelievable to see the group of, of people, men, women, young, old. And I was just telling someone the other day, you know, that saying, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Yeah. I've seen it in the rooms of recovery that that is false. Yeah. That is false. Wow. Young, old, doesn't matter how old your spouse or your child or whoever it is that is, that is there, you know, it's, it's, you see it, you see recovery, but wow. that's only the thing that a person can do on their own. Uh-huh. Yeah. It has to come from you. It has to come from within. Right. And that's hard. Now, Okay, so we've heard a little bit about your story, and I know there's so much more that that you have to share, but just thinking, you know, if there are women out here watching or women who know, who have friends or have family who are struggling, you know, especially for women with children, spouses, friends facing addiction, where do you recommend they turn? Like, what's the first, what's the first step if they, like, just don't know where to go or what to do? Again, this is only from my own personal experience. There are resources. There are the meetings. Al-Anon really saved, and I say this, Al-Anon literally saved my life. And then only later on, adding a therapist on top of it, but that's just because where I was in my life. The rooms, for me, the rooms of recovery was what I needed. And I did. I took David with me, with the carriage. And honestly, I had more help and support in those rooms. Obviously, people who have older kids, that's not so ideal. Although they do have Alateen and meetings like that for teenagers. Um, but, you know, I, I took my little baby with me into the rooms and people were helping me with bottle feeding and holding him wow. and so that I could have that time for myself also. But I had a lot more support in those rooms than anywhere else. Where to start? I think it's important also to bring it up to the community leaders, to the shul, so that they're aware that this is happening, that you're not, that it it doesn't have to be a silent private issue. The Mm. more people speak up about it, and again, you don't have to publicize it on an Instagram story or anything like that, (laughs) but speaking up and and, and speaking to your rabbi, letting them know that this is what's happening, these are are the issues, that's, that's also, I feel, a place to start, you know, to go from there. And and not necessarily will, will the rabbi give you the best advice. That's not what I'm saying. But just bring awareness that this is what's going on in your community. And since we are a community, we need to work together. And we need to figure out how to make it work. I know I was talking with someone in Chicago. And she had mentioned that she didn't feel comfortable walking into a church or being around non-Jews. And she would re- really rather be around just Jewish women. But there's this shame around just Jewish women coming together. It It's... You mean in, it's, in addiction, like in addiction, like, yeah, yeah. In, in like, you know, for, you know, dealing, you know, she has a spouse and, and she wanted to speak to the Rav in the, and she did, she, she reached out to the Rav in the community to just focus on a, a Jewish Al-Anon support group yeah. in her community. Yeah. That's strength. Like that's mm-hmm. huge. You know, if that's the step you want to take, great, but like, don't give up on it. If that's, like, and if it's until it happens, 
just go to a church room and go <laughs> do it. You know, there's online, there's online, you know, phone calls also. There's, there's so many there resources now just for anyone to get the help. There's amazing organizations like Amudim that really help with, with, with guiding you as well on what to do in terms of if there's a need for an intervention, if there's a need for something like greater than that, there are organizations that are out there. It is 100% anonymous. Wow. You know? Wow. So that confidentiality piece, like things can be, even if you share with certain people, you know, what you're going through, like there is confidentiality around it. And it doesn't mean that yeah. it's going to be aired out to everybody. Right. Right. Um, Wow. And can you send me just a couple of the links of really, you know, organizations that you think are good starting points so that I can. 100%. Yeah. Now, how, how prevalent is addiction in the Jewish community? Do you have any numbers or statistics um, to go off of? Well, I sadly just heard of another drug overdose that happened a week ago. Um, and that's just one that's, it's only because it was close to home, but it's happening. It exists alcohol, drugs, it's, it's, I don't know the numbers, but it's definitely the number one cause of death and addiction at this point. Eating disorders, I think used to take the cake, but I, but I think opiates and, and all that is, is, is definitely, um, on the rise. It's, it's, it is the rise. It is the rise. <laughs> yeah. Oof. Oh my gosh. Well, why? It's real. It's real yeah. and it's starting even younger like teen yeah 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 boys girls yeshivas there's the, really yeah. it there's no like there's no stereotype there's no like you know guy on the side of the highway like that that vision that like i yes. had that my naive self had of like what a drug addict looks like of yeah. that like guy with like feed me i have no money for food you know yeah. no no, it's the guy next. It could be the guy or the or the woman. It's not just men. It's women also. It's it's teenagers, from you know, yeshivas to public schools. It really doesn't. There's no there's no differentiation yeah. anymore. Oof! Wow. It's, it's, it's heavy. It's wow. hard. It is heavy and it is hard and yet it's so important. It's just I'm so happy to see you doing what you're doing and spreading this message because there is help like there is help available and there there is a way out there are ways to get stronger within yourself so that you can kind of 100%. all of this was just me doing it on my own my yeah. husband Mutsi happens to have just been my my like the catalyst my, yeah exactly he was the catalyst but I mean like I say, and I say it all the time, he's always been number one on my gratitude list, even before he died. But even and more you so after. A, you talk, your gratitude list is like a rolling <laughs> gratitude list yeah. that you post. Yeah, I, yeah. I, every yeah. night on Instagram, I, I write at least three gratitude lists a day because part of recovery is, you know, looking for gratitude. And that's mm -hmm. really just the only way we could really live our lives. Otherwise, we would just, we wouldn't appreciate the things that we have. Wow. Um, but I write one in the morning and I write one every night. And this was a decision that I made on his fifth year side of the after his fifth year after dying. And I write it every night, every single night. I write a different gratitude list and I share it on Instagram. And the one that I write in the morning is different because I, ha I actually see how many things there are for me to, to express, you know, gratitude yeah. for. Yeah. And I only learned how to do that in, in recovery also, in my own recovery. 
Incredible. What an important conversation. Stephanie, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me about this, to share your message and your mm -hmm. life and look, your look, love. Look what you're doing here. Like you're <laughs> just bringing more awareness. You're, it's yeah. going to help. It's going to help and save many lives. It is. It really is. And yeah. And that, that's the power of women. Like it really right. is the power of women. Where, where can people find you? And are you okay with people contacting you for support and for help? A hundred percent. I'll give you my email address um, that you can share. I could be found mostly on Instagram. I mean, I'm on Facebook too, but I don't really do much on there. My Facebook is Stephanie Pollock, P-O-L-L-A-K. And my handle on Instagram is also at Stephanie Pollock. There's no C in Pollock. And that's, yeah, and I'll give you my email address. Awesome. Thank you so much. Guys, reach out to Stephanie if you have any questions. Of course. And yeah, thank you so much for joining us. And everybody, we'll see you next time. Bye. Yeah. Thank you for tuning in to the Two Mom Life podcast. If you liked what you heard today, please remember to rate us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. If you would like to learn more about me and my work helping moms feel filled and in balance or helping moms integrate family adventures, big and small, into mom life or to explore how we can work together, visit my website, loveadventuremom.com or find me on Facebook and Instagram at the handle loveadventuremom. Till next time, l'chaim to life.